ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. How's it going, people? Hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world. And in this one, this was a live Q&A that I actually recorded last night on the Ascend podcast YouTube page. If you haven't already checked that out and subscribed, I'd recommend doing it. I'm doing a live podcast on a regular now. And a lot of you guys are heading over there now and we're all having great, uh, you know, it's really great to read your comments and also answer your questions. Sort of feels like we're hanging out in a way as well, which is really cool. So this one is obviously a recording from that. Um, I'll also just give you guys a heads up. The audio to this one is not as good as normal because um, when I was actually recording, when I, once I was in the middle of this live, um, something happened to my recording system, my external recording system that I use, um, that I do for this for this for separately for the podcast. So the audio is really good for you guys, which it normally is. Um, but something happened, and um, I don't know what the file corrupted or something, and it completely vanished. So this is just the audio from the actual took from the YouTube channel. It's still listenable. I've tried my best to up the L levels so it's much better. Um, you can still hear everything that's going on. So I apologize for that. Sound will be back to normal in the next one. Um, I'm also going to be putting out another podcast in a few days' time. I'm just currently working on putting some stuff together. Um, I'm going to be doing a podcast um, where I speak about um, some information I've been finding about Taurus fields and stuff and I'm going to link some experts and research that I've put in. So I'm just currently working on that. It's a bit more of an editing uh, situation that one because it's I'm putting it like it's quite a bit of effort goes into sometimes putting that one together for you guys so I hope you'll check that out in a few days time and this one today in this live Q&A this was was a really cool one some of the questions from you guys are really intelligent uh, sort of the theme of this one I would say more metaphysical talking about the metaphysical uh, properties of this planet and maybe some lies that were being told also um can remember in this one speaking about how one of the greatest lies that we've been told is that we can use our own bodies for ascension and i dove dove into the metaphysical principles and related that to ancient cultures and what they understood esoteric teachings and um, also talked about astronomy and how astronomy is linked to the body and the mind and the spirit and how the ancients knew that there was a more of a cycle in nature at this place so anyway this is a good one as you will see it goes all over the place as as always in these q and a's enjoy this one anyway if you can as always check out the uh, the donation option to support the podcast and i'm also now offering some one-on-one -on -one personal coaching if this interests you and you need some extra help on your journey please feel free to reach out um, and we'll see if we're a, a, a match to work together i love you all wherever you are in the world keep seeking as always enjoy this one How's it going, people? I'm sorry, I'm a little bit late. 
I was um it was a few technical problems. But um just before I dive in, I wanted to have a little bit of a rant as well because I've been questioning a lot of stuff lately and um I've been diving down a lot of interesting rabbit holes. Like I said, in a few in a in a, in a while I will I do a QA style and answer all your questions and sort of have a conversation. But I just really wanted to dive into some of the some of the concepts that I've been playing with a lot lately. I've been as you know, in the past, I've been someone who's very much, very interested in the ancients and stuff like that. And um, I've been just going down so many rabbit holes and researching and um, doing my own inner research, but also uh, doing research in terms of looking online and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm someone who I'll never say that I'm not somebody who I'll say, oh, I know the truth. This is the ultimate truth. Because I kind of I kind of feel like in life, if you're somebody who says that oh, you, you think you've got the ultimate truth, I feel like you've already lost, you know. I feel like the further that you go down the path, there's always more to know. And I always want to remain that way, you know. I, I never want to remain certain. So sometimes when I speak on these uh, podcasts and lives and things like that, I'll I'll speak more from the sense of, of trying to be humble because I think that's what I want to try and be. I want to try and be humble, you know. So every single time I speak to you guys and um, I do podcasts, I'll always just try and honour, you know, honour the consciousness that I'm up to, I'll also just speak from um, where my heart's telling me, where my where the research is telling us. And you know, in, in a few years' time, it might change. Uh, I change uh, normally. I change my opinion every single day on on um, smaller truths, you know. Um, but I definitely feel that <clears throat> there has been a a war on the mental plane on this planet for a very long time. A war on thought, and it's very clear to, to me that that's still currently playing out right now on the planet. You know, in the past we had the burning of Alexander. Alexandria and right now we've got the burning of the internet you know and this is there's been a, a huge suppressing you know but this huge suppressing of, of, of information was um was years ago on the planet it was a suppressing of the old sciences you know I went to the um I went to the Hippocrates Museum a while ago and um it's evident to see that there's been a huge um there's been a huge loss of secret information that cultures and um, ancient traditions of the past um you know, held held very dear to their heart and they, they knew how to operate reality in a much more conscious light than we do now. You know, we kind of lost we've kind of lost our way. But I really feel like there's a huge agenda on this planet uh, in terms of human evolution. You know, they want to be, want to make us believe that we're not special, you know, and they want us to make us believe that we're not on something special, you know. I kind of feel like this ties back to um to evolution in the sense, you know, they try to play out this this um, romantic sort of spiel of evolution that that just involves a physical evolution, you know. But I kind of feel like um, this whole place isn't that, you know. It's a spiritual evolution, and the further that you go down, and the more work you do, you start realizing that it is a more of a um, what you what you are immersed in is is a lot more different than just a physical world, you know. And um, but I really feel like someone doesn't want us to recognize the order of that. Um, I kind of feel like this is this is it's it's sort of they're trying to really sort of take you away from your from your deeper nature, your true essence of what you truly are. You know, they want you locked into your your um, your physical physicality of the body. They want you locked into the three D density, and um, you know, keep your head down, carry on with the, with your tasks, and don't ask questions. You know, but there is a lot more to this place, and we're not just bound to these physical bodies. We're much more than that, and I'm sure all all you out there can 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 relate to that. You know. But I really do feel that what is currently going on in this place is a spiritual evolution. You know, the ancient cultures of the past, they they heavily adopted this, these principles that this place wasn't of just physical matter. It was a um, it was a more of a metaphysical um, 
more of a more of a metaf metaphysical evolution and i feel like that's what they did with the ancient structures you know they were embedded messages within that to try and pass up down this knowledge to future generations so that maybe when the time comes when we do forget who we are and um, we can use that old old sciences and old knowledges and sort of return back to home again and, and remember it again for the first time because i kind of feel like that's what's happening right now on the planet as we're moving through the great awakening we're sort of going back to the golden age you know we're going back to that period of remembering where people um are starting to um hold synchronicities hold deja vu hold dreaming hold sacred medicines like plant medicines like ayahuasca and things like that are going to be start holding them up there and moving back into that place of holistic health you know so the biggest question that a lot of us ask is you know what is the nature of reality and what is what is this planet and that's something that you know i've asked for years and years on my journey what is this planet what are we immersed in and you know i went down the the rabbit hole of um you know you're taught in school that um you've got all the planets laid out the way they are and it's they've got it all figured out and you go through this mode in your life you know just thinking that's what it is and it's so hard to sort of unravel unravel yourself from that that programming because a lot of it a lot of it is in my opinion it's programming but then you start researching more and more and you start looking into simulation theory um, the work of Tom Campbell is really interesting, who wrote the book My Big Toe. Um, you know, I've interviewed him as well, and he has the theory that we're immersed in a simulation. You know, the ancient cultures of the past, the Mayans, the Maya, was meant the word meant illusion. They believed that this was the great illusion. Um, it does seem like this place does have, have that effect. There is sort of a, a, an illusion, illusionary state that plays out through human consciousness and how we interact with it sort of manifests and affects that. And there's also many other theories around what this what this could what this place could be, you know. But I, I definitely feel like as you start, you know, as you start unraveling more and more truths, not only about yourself, but you start doing your own research and questioning the possibilities of what this could be. You know, I feel like this could I mean I could take this down so many um so many different different places, but I kind of feel like a lot of the information that we are being taught and we are sort of being presented is sort of information that on the surface looks solid you know but i kind of feel like once it comes under scrutiny in terms of what information maybe nasa's given us or what information um certain scientists or mainstream scientists are speaking about eventually you know there's there are certain things that um there's certain similarities in information that people are questioning i'm questioning this i'm questioning this i'm questioning this and eventually we all sort of put them together but i always remember um um you know the the moon landing for example when they speak about how you know we've gone to the moon and the moon race and stuff in the past and you know there's a loads of theories around the moon landing how the moon landing was a hoax and it never really happened and you know i i'm in that camp as well i feel like the evidence that i've seen i've spoke about this on the podcast before i definitely feel there was a lot up, up with that scenario you know and um, a lot of dodginess to say the least but i feel like um some of the information that i've been learning lately about the planets you know i've kind of been Kind of, kind of been, and I'm not saying enough physical things, you know. Um, I just kind of feel like maybe they're not not what we've been told. Maybe there's something a different property to them, and it has a more of a metaphysical principles to them. Because I know that when the ancients were speaking about um, the stars and stuff, and when they were speaking about what is above, so below, they were they were trying to sort of integrate the the relationship between the stars and the human body and how the two uh, 
in in a, in a sect in a, in a sort of a, a beautiful symmetrical way and how they both interrelate and how the stars affect the human body how human consciousness affects the stars and i kind of feel like you know this the universe has this mirror aspect which is is playing out through our own individual lives but also playing on a cosmic scale as well and i really feel like the, the ancients knew that you know and um i came across a piece of information the other day um i think it was sanchez panacci was talking about how the moon uh, great mind sanchez panacci by the way and he was speaking about how um, how the moon isn't a physical thing. He believes that um, when they're saying that they go, when they're saying when they're, when they're talking about in the past lie and saying that they're going to the moon, they actually can't get there because the only way you can move to the moon is through spiritual ascension, which is quite is quite interesting, you know. Um, I don't know if that's the case. Maybe it is. Maybe it's it's only possible to actually to go to certain places in the universe if you do evolve your consciousness it makes sense on a cosmic scale side of things you know you're going to let lower and um, lower beings or maybe uh, beings with lower consciousness or who haven't done enough work maybe go to certain other places in the universe or, or move to other realms or move to other metaphysical dimensions you know there's a lot of there's a lot of questions and i don't i don't know the answers to that i just i just want to ask the questions but i remember and um, when it comes to sort of the physicalities of the space and universe and stuff and how people say you know that you know we've got it all figured out this is how this is how it is and stuff i remember it, there's a video on youtube and i would i would recommend checking this out uh, it's a video um, from a, a scientist at the time one of the leading scientists in the world in 1965 it is and um he speaks about how the moon isn't uh, is more of a plasma and he was proposed the question by the news presenter. This was in 1965. He was a very interesting mind. You just got to listen for a couple of minutes to find that out. And he said that it would never, ever be possible in 1965 for anyone to land on the moon. And funny enough, it was like three or four years later, they said that they landed on the moon. So, you know, we know that um, the more that you start looking into these principles, you start realizing there's a lot of flaws. And you've got to ask yourself the question, why is someone lying about these things? What stage what sort of act are we in, you know? Because life is a, is, a, is a stage, you know, and we're all the actors. Um, and I kind of feel like there's a, there is a big sort of stage playing out here where, you know, that, like I said before, they want you in um, they want you in the lower self. They want you to believe that you're not special. And uh, I kind of feel, I kind of feel like um, that's what's playing out here, you know? But the main truth, what I kind of feel like, to go on another rant, what I feel the main truth is that, that we, that we're not, that we are being sort of um, hid from is the fact that we, our human bodies can ascend. We don't need a, a physical um, vessel to take us to another planet, you know, or we don't need a, to go out in, the, in outer space. We can go in inner space and we can use our physical bodies to ascend. And I really feel that's what the biggest war is on this planet. Like I said before, there's a huge war on the mental plane. And, um, you know, there's a spiritual war playing out. And that is the war that you can, you can use your own consciousness to move and and um, ascend to to where you want you know through your through you how we depend on on you doing the work and moving through your own metaphysical um underpinnings so um you know and I, I really feel like this is this is what that deeper understanding is you know is what we've been trying to we've been sort of hid from and i really feel like ancient cultures in the past they understood how um you know they understood and this is what they were trying to record how the stars and the planets relate to um how it relates to the human body how this the stars and the planets relate to human health how it relates to the chakra system how it relates to consciousness that's the biggest one you know um you know and it's kind of these deep principles that cultures of the past were trying to bring forward and have embedded within the structures around that are all around the world uh, you know the 
the, the, the Nazca Lines, the, the Chita, pyramids in Chichen Itza, the uh, Great Pyramid of Giza. You know these mess these deep messages. They really do. And um, when you do when you do analyze them, you do understand that this was a, a sophisticated peoples who were really had a had a much higher mind, and they were trying to pass this information forward. And for some reason, throughout history, um, you know, I have many theories why that why that is. And um, there's probably multiple layers to why why that information has all been hidden, discarded. But I kind of feel like one of the reasons why it has been is because they're trying to sort of discard and protect you from understanding that that you 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 are much more special than you were than you've been to, uh, led to believe and you know this type of information um i mean trying to tell an atheist or someone like that 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 this place is a spiritual evolution it's not a physical evolution and um, you know it has physical dimensions to it but the underpinnings of it is a meta, more of a metaphysical thing and there is um spiritual um cycles of the planets and how that is affecting the human body and how it's also affecting human psyche. If you told that to someone, they're probably going to turn around and laugh at you and they're not going to really understand it. However, it probably depends what part of the world you're in. You know, if you're born in a world of maybe in the East or something like that, like China or something like that, maybe, you know, maybe you have a, um, a different understanding because in the East, a lot of these sort of principles have still remained through their scriptures and their religions and things like that. I know religion has obviously played a big role in sort of disrupting this information as well. But if you do take, for example, the Bible and things like that, if you don't take it literal and you start um, analysing it with a, a different lens and a different mind, you will start seeing and understanding that, you know, there is a lot of deep messages embedded within that. Um, I really feel as well when it comes to um, the the language and also the, the science of um, astronomy, is is uh, is a sort of a, from an astrological perspective looking at the stars and, and alignments and things like that is something that within western culture is laughed at and people just just dismiss you know people have sort of certain stigmas around it i remember i did a podcast i went to do a podcast with a guest a while ago and then um, for some reason you know, he must have looked at what topics i was talking about and he's seen that in one of the titles i'd wrote um you know, astronomy in the title, and he turned around and said, I won't be having conversations with anyone who believes in that. You know, and I kind of feel like this is the type of consciousness that's on the planet, you know, people without even doing research and without even looking into the past, because, you know, some of the best sciences are in the past, they will just sort of dismiss it, you know, without even analysing it, because, you know, they're too locked in the box. You know, but the, the science of, a, of um, astrological sciences in the past, you know, are when you start analyzing them and looking at them more and more they're better than the sciences we've got now when you really analyze them you know, some of the predictions that they made with with uh, celestial alignments and um, you know you just have to do 10 15 minutes of research and look into all the different great minds like graham hancock robert shock and um, michael tellinger uh, there's millions of names you know john anthony west i could name hundreds and hundreds of names of great minds who understood all these deep esoteric principles were trying to bridge that gap and we're coming under so much scrutiny as well for that um you know but is it possible is it possible this is a question i want to ask you guys i'm going to ask answer some questions in a bit you know but is it possible that the the motions of the earth and also the motions of the moon and the planets you know can affect human consciousness you know from more of a, a simple perspective right now we know that the the moon cycle affects the tides affects the growth of plants it, it affects um female um female cycles of the month it also affects um it also affects 
well, that's a few anyway. It affects it, it affects quite a lot of stuff. It also I heard as well that affects um, when certain animals actually give birth and things like that. In the past, people in the past used to have children at certain times of cosmic cosmic alignments, um, and also used to have children at certain times when the moon was in certain cycles as well, because it affects growth, uh, human growth. So you know, there's, it, it's clear to see from a logical perspective that planetary alignments and also the, the moon changes can affect physicality things on the human on the planet so then you've got to ask yourself the question take this further and further out can it make can it be can we make an argument that all these different things affect human consciousness and affect how we move through spiritual awareness with inside of ourselves so in the past you know um i spoke about um, this is another piece of information I come across. In the past, I, I, I spoke about the Christ consciousness in a few podcasts ago, and how um, and something I actually forgot to mention when I did that whole podcast is so the Christ-like fluid is something that many ancient scholars in the past talked about. How there is a natural substance very much similar to DMT that can be is produced within our human body and can promote things like altered states of consciousness, can help us ascend and help have altered states of consciousness. And what I forgot to mention in that podcast is that cultures of the past actually spoke about how certain um, certain uh, cycles within the moon can actually can actually provoke and actually increase the potency of the of this secret um, secretion, the Christ consciousness within inside of the self in the fluid through the fluid, and it goes through the thirty three vertebrae within the human body. And eventually sort of secretes at the top of the crown chakra and each month there is a cycle where your human body and your consciousness can move into higher states of consciousness um, a lot more easier um, and i'm not saying this can't be done through other times of the, of the weeks and months i know it can be done but there is they spoke about how there was cycle events that could affect with the moon that could affect your con uh, the human consciousness so anyway i'm done rambling i'm going to answer ask some answer some questions but um you know, I just feel like, you know, there's so much knowledge that um, that we've really lost touch with. And, you know, and it was so, as you can tell, it really excites me because, you know, I feel like what we're all doing here, all the people who are on this live now and all the people who have watched the podcast, you know, I really think you're awesome people. And I really think what we're moving towards, you know, we're, we're remembering again. We're going to that place again with inside of the self and remembering all this deep, deep information that has been trying to be sort of hid from us, all this forbidden knowledge, you know, and, and it's like a, I feel like right now on the planet, um, this is why I'm not holding back anymore. You know, I feel like right now on the planet, all this information is being pushed and suppressed down so far, like a ball of water, a ball underwater. Then eventually, you know, that ball of water bursts to the surface. And I kind of feel like right now, we don't only just have one person who's waking up on the planet, like in the past where you'd have one person, maybe in a community of 50 or 60, 70,000 people. Now you've got, you know, out of one in 10 people, you may have to have five people or six people who are waking up and asking asking loads of questions. So we're in a beautiful time anyway. So I'm going to jump in and answer some questions. Um, I hope you like that run anyway. <clears throat> so um, I'll try my best to go through all the questions, but the first one I've just seen is by Arthur, a YouTube channel called Arthur Good. It said... Where did the ancients of the past get such knowledge? <clears throat> so, you know, this is a really interesting one because when you when you do start looking into 
and ask the question, how did they attain this knowledge? You know, there's also theories that um, we know that they were taking psychedelics. So psychedelics is definitely a portal to higher to higher knowledge. There's even um, research talking about how Australian Aborigines would get into ecstatic states of consciousness through music and through dancing and how they would actually be able to extend their, expand their consciousness. And they all always spoke about something called, this wasn't the word they used, they used a different sort of, um, a diff it was different language, so they used a different word, but it's been sort of um, put across. And it, the, the word they used was the Akashic Records. Uh, they use words very similar to, to simulation and it's been sort of put together anyway but supposedly they were sort of accessing their consciousness through uh, through ecstatic, ecstatic states of dancing and in the music and things like that we know that um ancient egyptian cultures of the past the um, the, the acacia plant was there which has a form of dmt i think that's the name of the plant anyway i know the lotus flower was also there which has um has hemp properties as well so you know it's evident to say that coaches of the past were experimenting and altering their consciousness using psychedelics kind of makes sense that they understood that you know the western state of consciousness and um, this is sort of um is sort of hard to break the veil and hard to move through them spiritual senses and maybe as a human brain we do need to have a hammer to them to the mind and sort of expand our consciousness you know um i also feel like when you the further that you look in ancient cultures they always they always say that this knowledge was passed down to them so for example um robert shock dated the dated the great sphinx with um, seawater erosion to um sorry not seawater erosion with water erosion rainwater erosion to ten thousand years old however when you went within the great pyramids the scriptures talking about how they didn't build the pyramid didn't build the pyramids someone told them about the pyramids you know so i kind of feel like how far does this go back you know but I definitely feel like a lot of this information was attained through um, working on the self, you know, um, uh, work ascension through the ascension process and tuning into uh, tuning into higher realms of consciousness within the self or within the universe, whatever you want to call it. So uh, British Morel HQ said Alexandria Library is not burned, but it's inside the Vatican Library. Library. Well, I'm not really, I'm not too sure, too sure about that, but I would definitely love to get inside of the Vatican Library and find out what's what's under there. I wouldn't like to go under the floors of the Vatican Library. I think there might be some few uh, few bodies under there. <laughs> I think if I keep speaking, my body might be under there as well. <laughs> but um, I would definitely love to um, to go inside of the Vatican and look around the, the library and then see what sort of deep, hidden, esoteric knowledge within, which is within there, you know, because I kind of feel like... <clears throat> All this knowledge about these deep metaphysical principles and how we can truly use these cosmic cycles to align our consciousness, I feel like, you know, it seems like right now on the planet with all the different events that play out by the elite, I kind of feel like it seems like they have some sort of deep esoteric knowledge of, of this information and they are sort of moving their pieces on their own chessboard for evil or whatever you want to call it, very, very close to astrological events, very doing rituals um, close to sort of solar alignments and things like that. So it kind of feels like to me that someone definitely knows this knowledge and has been holding onto it and retaining it for themselves and not allowing the people to have it. <clears throat> so um, I am prosperity says, I finally accepted the earth is flat after a year of going through all the experiments and scientific arguments. Am I crazy, Lol? 
Yeah, really good question. You know, this is something that I keep going backwards and forwards on. You know, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Um, and like I said before, you know, um, you will when you when you start speaking about saying that Earth is flat, people will just jump on you straight away and call you crazy. You know, there'll be probably people in the comments now who's doing that very same thing. Uh, you know, but I'm not I'm not scared I'm not scared to to allow my mind to be changed. I've never been someone who, um, you know, I'm never someone who's scared to have my reality shattered. Because when you take psychedelics so many times, or you go through so many different awakenings, or you go through so many challenges in your in your life, and things change up in your life, once you've gone through five and six of them type of moments in your life, I kind of feel like you're no longer scared to have your life completely turned upside down, uh, or, or your mind changed, or your reality. Um, plug from you you know um, and that's what I'm kind of kind of now I kind of I kind of seek that out in a way I kind of seek in a way out for my theories or or my veil of understanding or my reality I have inside of myself to be completely pulled out of us you know and shattered shattered around I think that's what it is to be human in a way and when it comes to to flat earth you know it's kind of interesting because I really respect a guy like I've said mentioned him before I mentioned a guy called Sanchez Bonacci and I think he's I really feel like he's one of the right now on the planet he's one of the greatest minds uh, in terms of bridging the gap between esoteric teachings and uh, modern day modalities right now and how uh, how how the how how sort of astrological events affect human consciousness and how it relates to health and everything and he believes that we're on a plane you know he believes that we're on a flat plane uh, and it's so hard it's so hard because you know when i go outside now um, and it's i mean it's I go outside and I try. I try my best to 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 to, you know, to to remove the conditioning of how, what I've been told prior about the Earth and what how it looks. And it's you know it's it's very, it's sort of um. It's it's very hard. It's very hard to sort of, to to do that. You know, with with sort of the programming that we have been steeped in and what we've been told. It's really hard to, to remove the, the programming. And um, I try to go outside now and I, I try to look at planets in a different way. I try to sort of interact with the night sky in a different way. And maybe I climb a mountain or something and I'll look at the top, stand on the top of the mountain and I'll try and observe, you know, how it, how it maybe how it looks or something and try and clear them cultural programs because it's, it's, so, it's so hard to do that, you know. But it seems to me like, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the further that you look back in ancient teachings, you know, it's it's not 100% clear on on what this place is, what this realm is. So like I started this when I said it's not clear, you know. People like the, to believe that, you know, the round, the, the round earth model, and, and you know, I, I'm saying that very lightly, but the round earth model is is the only model and it's, been, it's completely accepted. But, you know, it hasn't been accepted because in the past um, – Teaching teachers of the past believed that it was very much different. You know, they always spoke about uh, um, how this place was actually a realm. It wasn't a planet; it was a realm. And um, this is actually a podcast that I've got coming up. I'm, I've been planning. I was meant to put this out yesterday, and um, but I'm working on a piece of information and trying to collect my thoughts about Taurus fields because I'm really fascinated at the moment by Taurus fields because I've been having a lot of experiences where I've been seeing the Taurus field come up my body, especially when I alter my consciousness and. There's a lot of theories that um, that there's there is a Taurus-like aspect to this planet, you know, and how that relates to to maybe a plane or um, you know, it's kind of interesting because, for example, you know, if you take for example in nature and you look at around at nature now, you have you have things like oranges, um, 
you have apples um you know it, it seems like throughout throughout nature and we know nature play has this sort of this mirror like sim sim symmetry sort of you know what is inside what is outside what is above so below you know it's out it's in the human body we have sort of torus like aspects within the human body and um, foods that we eat nature is very similar trees grow in a certain way so it makes sense that this planet maybe has some sort of torus like effect to it you know where it's more sort of it's more maybe not as physic physical as we think you know maybe it's more metaphysical um but anyway like i said it, I don't know where I was going with that, but like I said, there is a lot up for debate in my opinion when it comes to this, and there's a lot of people who still are questioning a lot of anomalies that were being told. Um, we know that there's a lot of lies that's coming out, um, and we're just we're just why why you know what's the what's the harm in what's the harm in sort of maybe thinking it could be something else, you know? What's the harm in it? What's the harm? Yeah, I feel like when it comes to every single topic in life, we should always re remain our cups. As Bruce Lee said, you know, keep the cup a little bit little bit empty. Don't keep it too full. <laughs> so Andrew Aslop said, Elon Musk is saying likewise at the moment. Well, it's, when it comes to Elon Musk, Elon Musk is very interesting because <clears throat> he, um, you know, he's very outlandish with some of these things that he says. But he, he, he spoke a while ago, and this was publicly publicized. You know, you said about how he was speaking about how Earth's a simulation and he wants to try and get out of it, you know. Um, that's, that, was a, that was a while ago. So he, he says some quite interesting, interesting, mad stuff about that. As well, shout out, shout I've said this before, but got to give him a little shout out, Elon Musk. Shout out to Elon Musk's car that was in the uh, in space, eh? <laughs> I'm gonna plan on take. I'm gonna take my. I'm gonna take my uh, camper van out in space one time. <laughs> I am prosperity said. Yeah, I get the feeling that civilizations have come and gone for tens of thousands of years, and we're just reaching the age of awakening. The Mayan calendar and zodiac clock, the cycles of consciousness. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there is. There definitely does seem to be some. Um, you know, the, if you look at this, I've spoke about this many times. You know, but the the, the Mayans called it the nine waves of consciousness. Um, the young, there's also the yuga cycle, which other cultures called it. And um, there's many different names for the for the different cycles of consciousness. But they believed Asian cultures of the past believed that there was a cycle in nature, just like we have the seasons of life, uh, in regards to human consciousness and how, through planetary alignments and also through other cycles that we don't even understand. You know, they believe that there was planetary alignments, but there was also alignments past them planets as well that move on a cycle like nature and come around in circles again and again. And affect human consciousness and human beings go through moments of dark ages and light ages and um, through uh, through the bronze age silver age and uh, to the gold all the way to the golden age and it seems like right now you know with the mind said that 2012 ended um at the time they did in their calendar and everyone said that was the end of the world but really that cycle was the end of a of a window in time of consciousness and we are moving into that window now you know where consciousness is clearly clearly uh, changing on the planet that's for sure right now it's evident to see no one can argue with that <clears throat> it's really cool to see you commenting uh or, or everyone commenting in the comments together as well having their own little debates that's so funny you know it's cool it's cool to see we don't have to all agree with each other you know that's the interesting thing that's what i said before when it comes to these big topics of the moon and planet and flat earth and stuff like that people have opinions on all, all sides of things you know it's it's just about coming together and discussing and, and seeing and seeing what's up with it you know that's the that's the, it, it makes it makes life interesting doesn't it 
Uh, so someone, Gary, asked the question, what has taken us so long to even begin and try and get some of it back? So I think what you mean there is a sort, sort of the ancient ancient information and stuff, or what I was speaking about before. You know, I kind of feel like um, one of the reasons why it's took so long is because it's all been it's been suppressed for so long. Like I said before, someone doesn't want us to find out this information. You know, someone wants to try and hide us from this truth, from our our true nature. And like I said before, the biggest understanding that we can use our own consciousness to ascend in this place is not just as physical physical as we think. Um, but you know, all this information, this information has remained in some parts of the world. You know, it's it's not all disappeared. That's how I that's how I know it now. You know, um, ancient cultures of the past, like the you know, the Egyptian builders, they took it upon themselves to embed that message in a structure. And you have to ask yourself the question: Why did they do that? You know, what did they know that was coming? Did they know that we're going to get to a point in civilization where we're going to forget who we are and have a form of amnesia? amnesia like Graham Hancock says. Uh, it's very, very interesting. It seems that like that's what's clearly played out on the planet right now. Smiley Face Chip says, I had a dream. I went to the moon the other day. It's really interesting. Um, I haven't, I don't think I've had it. Actually, I had a, a while ago, I had this dream where um, I had sort of like a, a visualization in my, in my, in my sort of, in my sort of, in my dream where I could see it was sort of like a, it was like a big planet and it was, it was a round planet. <laughs> it was a big round planet. And um, there was sort of like a brain cell moving through the planet, going all the way through the tentacles of the veins of the, of the, of the planet through like the oceans and stuff and all the different veins of the planet. And that was a quite a wild one. It kind of felt like it was sort of trying to show us that there is sort of um, maybe a sort of a, maybe inside of us, we're also a planet for things inside of us. You know, we don't even question that. I kind of feel like it's it's mad this place, you know. At times we um we sort of we we have the sort of the understanding that we're on a planet, you know. We can see the sky around us and stuff like that. Um, but it, but it, at the end of the day, we've known that our entire lives. Because there's a famous esoteric teaching that says, um, "Does the fish know that water is wet?" Because wetness is all the fish has known for its entire existence. So then you've got to ask yourself the question: What is it that you what what is it that you've been immersed in your whole life that's stopping you from seeing something? Because um, you know the human senses, the physical senses that keep us locked in this three D realm, are very good at what they do. You know they've they've evolved as well over years. Um, conditionings evolved them. So what is it that we've been immersed in that we can't see? Ask yourself that one. Uh, it might be a lot of things that come up come up with that. Maybe ask yourself that question when you take psychedelics. You'll get some wild and wacky ones. <laughs> So Andrew Alsop says some ancient some ancient African cultures talk about the time before the moon, and talk of the time it showed up, referring to as an egg. Very interesting. Um, so there's a theory that um, that a guy called Martin Kenny speaks about. Um, well, actually, it's the work of Sanchez Bonacci, but Martin Kenny actually uh, put it more in a sort of an understandable form, and he also created three D representations of this, so that you could actually. You know, try and bridge the gap and show people these esoteric teachings. Um, and he calls it the cosmic egg theory, which is really interesting. And he believes that the earth is actually more of a cosmic egg. And you're right when you said, you know, how he said some African cultures talk about time before the moon and talk about how it referred to as a cosmic egg. Well, a lot of the metaphysical principles in the past all refer to um to the to the to the solar system and the and the earth itself, the earth realm, like a cosmic egg, you know. Like and, and why what they're referring to is the torus fields that go around the planet 
sort of egg-like, you know, all around the planet, um, whether it's flat, whether it's round, whatever it is. But there does seem to be some sort of cycular nature to this planet where you've got, um, you know, the best way, I'm never going to do it justice, but the way that Sanchez Bonacci and Martin Kenny and other minds have spoke about is that you have a, they, this, is, this is their words, what they say, you have a flat plane, which is the Earth realm, at the centre of the Earth, you have the Garden of Eden, which is really interesting. You know, there's a lot of esoteric principles talking about the Garden of Eden at the centre of the Earth. Then around that, you have the Mar- you have the next ring, the next ring, the next ring, the next ring, and all these different rings all affect the other rings. And as we move through cyclic events of consciousness, these rings become accessible. We can move into them. There's also theories, like Martin Kenny says, when the elite talk about that they're going to be going, they're going to go take a spaceship to Mars. What they're referring to is that the ring, the outer rings on the planet are actually going to open and you can move out of them. Um, you know, there's a, it's that's deep shit, you know, but um, who, who knows, you know, who knows? So, I am prosperity said the sun is the pineal gland, like serotonin, the moon is like the oh, I kind of pronounce that word, I'm terrible at pronouncing words. The I kind of pronounce, I'm not even going to try, but um gland responsible for melatonin so the sun is a pineal gland like serotonin it's very interesting because i've been doing these experiments lately with um with with the with the sun so example so example you know there's a there's some really great spiritual practices um there's really great spiritual practices called sun gazing where you can actually when the sun is setting you can actually go and stare at the sun and you know it, it's not it's good for your health as well it's good for increasing the strength of your eyes but you can also do it as a spiritual practice and see what comes up and i had this this really interesting experience the other day where the sun was going down and i've also noticed as well a lot lately in the past when i used to stare at the sun i used to really have to wait for the sunset to sort of dim down where it was really sort of about to set for me to be able to stare at the sun <clears throat> and then over time, as I've developed my own strengths with that, and I've been able to stare at it for longer, I've been able to really stare at the sun for a lot longer. Like the other day, I actually stared at the sun, I think, for about an hour without even removing my eyes from it. And, you know, even just even just that, it, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of so interesting because when you stare at it for so long, it no longer, it actually changes colour and you start realising it's got whites in it, it's got blacks in it, and it's sort of actually, you know, it's, it's, it's not as solid as you think. It's actually moving like an energy form. Uh, when you stare at it for so long and maybe that's why esoteric teachers in the past talked about staring at it you know because maybe you'll find some different esoteric properties what's really interesting especially when you said about the pineal gland the sun being the pineal gland i had a really interesting experience where um, where when i was staring at it the the sun was actually the way the lines were moving in the sun it's hard to explain this but they were actually sort of pointing right in my pineal gland it's like one of them experiences where you where words don't do it justice, but it kind of felt like that my pineal gland and the sun were connecting as one, and uh, it was a wild experience anyway. So, but there's a, there's a lot to be understood about the sun, in my opinion. You know, ancient cultures uh, worshipped it. Uh, the the um, you know the a lot of ancient ter- esoteric teachings. I can't pronounce some of them off my head now, but they had so many words for the sun, you know, and it's very linked to God and energy and things like that. So there's a lot to be to be un, un, uncovered on that, you know. Um, smiley face chip said, "What's your opinions on vaccines?" Oh, boom, boom, boom! Don't have them. <laughs> um, you know, this one's as you guys know. This um, this is a one that is a massive talking point. 
And this is one that people have so many different opinions on and will argue, just like the Flat Earth debate or all the other different debates and conspiracies, you're going to have people who's on one side of the fence and some people who's on the other side of the fence. And what will I, what will I say on this is that you can you can do a full podcast and debate about vaccines, who's right and who's wrong. But what I will say is, is that in an argument that will always stand up is that us as human beings should always have sovereignty over our own bodies, minds and consciousness, consciousness, no matter what. We should always remain that sovereign right, that we have the choice and the freedom to do what we want, as long as we're not hurting people, you know, that we have the ability to do whatever we want to our own bodies. And um, <clears throat> I really feel like something that's playing out right now on the planet with what's currently going on, with the things that are being pushed forward and moved and um, the fear that's being spread on the planet is trying to take away that body sovereignty and trying to put your body sovereignty in the state of commercialization, put it in the state of um, governance, uh, governmental. They want to govern your mental, they want to govern your body. And I feel like we should always remain have rights to remain sovereign over our own body and also our consciousness because the two are very are very closely linked but you know the vaccine one's a very a very big debate but on my opinion i'm someone who definitely to give my own personal opinion on that as well not to sort of go under too much but you know i'm someone who def i'm definitely not definitely not taking the vaccine that's out there now for, for the for the supposed um thing you know no way not a chance so elf wald says here's a question an infinite an infinity infinite of time before us and after us so how come our brief moment alive is that infinity of time is now i have to get alan watts to answer that one <laughs> no that's one of them uh that's one of them Alan Watts questions. So I am Prosperity said, thanks for the answer. It makes me feel more sane. I've studied maths and physics in the first year of university, but proving the earth is a spinning ball in a vacuum rooted on its axis is impossible. Yeah, it's very, you know, it's very interesting because there is a lot of people who've asked, who, a lot of people are asking intelligent questions now. You know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of intelligent minds out there who who were just asking intelligent questions, you know. Like for example, there's a lot of um, semi-professional astronomers now who have really good cameras and stuff like that, you know. And they're just putting the technology out there and trying it and see seeing what comes. They're doing certain lens reaction tests. They're doing um, distance tests. You know where the supposedly where the, the curvature of the planet's meant to be, and they're zooming in with Sony Nikon camera, and you can still see that the plant the see that. Um, whatever object they're looking at doesn't leave the doesn't leave out you said there that you know you you got a you did physics as well. I think that went off there. I hope you can. I seemed like it was going to go off for a second. It said connection unstable. That'll be them trying to kick us off. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what you said you you went you did physics and um, and you know you still you're still coming to different conclusions through even though go, you're going through a certain lens of telling you a one certain way. And you're still changing your mind you know that's really that's really good that but you are getting a lot more people now who have physics backgrounds and stuff like that and people who there's a lot of people you know who are questioning a lot of the different properties it doesn't even have to be about flat earth you know i think like this is a much bigger topic in my opinion i feel like if we all just put put aside flat earth and round earth and we just head towards this with an open mind you know and just study um science of the past and um, you know 
um, all get together and share information with no biases and have your own, have your, um, have an open mind. You know, I feel like we're going to get, we're going to move further so much more. It's not just about flat earth and stuff like that. This is, this is much bigger than this. This is not only about the nature of the planet, it's about the nature of the self. And we've lost touch with all this, all this mad information, you know. <clears throat> so Canny, Canny Health said, Heard the moon is a means that makes the planet prison, changes the phase of coherence and biology on the planet. <clears throat> I've heard that before. Um, it's really interesting. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I can only speak of what I what I've heard. I came across a really interesting guy a long time ago who said that. <clears throat> so you know that when there's rumors of when we sort of leave these physical vessels, that our consciousness will move to um will 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 sort of will move to the light you know there's always people who talk about how you will move your consciousness to the light you know for example you need f experiences explain this how there, there's a process of where you see the light and you move towards the light <clears throat> there was a guy who said about um and that, like i said i don't know if this is right or not it's just interesting he said that um he was trying to make the argument that how that is the false light and how this is linked to the moon which is really interesting. So, for example, if we are passing over and we die, and we leave these physical vessels, we are um, approached by the light. And he said that that is actually the false light and you're moving to the wrong place. What you really need to do when you pass over, when you leave this body, physical form, is that you need to move to the heart, you know, because the heart is um, has a Taurus field in itself. You know, they believe, they, they believe that the heart itself is the emitter of the Taurus field, um, which is also interesting as well. There's theories that... The earth itself is an algorithm. I can't say that word. Is a the heart is an analogy for um, the earth realm. So earth is an analogy for heart in the in past teachings. So there seems to be a lot of information about the heart. How we need to move towards to the heart. You know, even in our daily lives, we don't even train the heart enough. You know, we train the intellect. We always train the intellect by reading and doing stuff like that. But no one ever tells you to train the heart. You know. Um, and every single time I do deep work and I have these huge metaphysical experiences, it all it's always about training the heart. You know, it's always about showing you how the emotions are the are the key to the heart. And when you're operating from a from a clean heart and you're operating from a lighter heart, um, you can move through these metaphysical realms more easier. You know, so there's a lot of inter interesting information around that anyway. <clears throat> so. Um, this is a comment by me, myself, always. They put, it's very interesting how many people across varied numbers of beliefs somehow are not feeling the, the vaccine. The reasons may vary, but the common denominator is no for me. Yeah, it's very interesting to actually find out, you know, what is the consensus really like, you know, because I kind of feel like the media, when it comes to this question, is telling us one side of a narrative, you know. Even for example, right now in the UK, I don't know what it's like for you and everyone else in your country where you are from. I know people are all over on different parts of the globe, but there seems to be um, when I speak to my close friends and my people around me, everyone's like, no, 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 no. We obviously generally do have, you know, generally do have um, people in our family. Like for me, there's people in my family who's had it. There's also people. Um, in my friends' families who've also had it. I feel like we're always you're always going to get that. You know, I kind of feel like there's certain people on this planet who have already chosen their life path. You know, they've already chosen what world they want to adopt and through their, through their daily actions, through the way that they live their lives. So I kind of feel like they've already chosen that anyway. 
But when it comes to the general consensus of how many people are truly, you know, questioning what's going on and questioning the narrative, I kind of feel like it's quite hard to sort of understand how many people there is. I know in, um, for example, the protests that's happening around the world, um, you know, and I still kind of feel like, because I haven't even been to protest yet, and I kind of, and I know a lot of my close friends who are heavily um, optimistic, uh, who are heavily um, understand that they don't believe the narrative that's going on. They also haven't been to these protests. However, when you still see these protests on sort of these underground YouTube channels and stuff, there's rumours that, especially in London, there was 100,000 people protesting. All around the world, there was supposedly 14,000 people in, in some capital in Denmark, um, 50,000 people in India, you know. Um, every single country around the world, there seems to be, there is a, a huge wave of people who aren't buying the current narrative. I kind of feel like something that um, I've learned as well a lot lately is it's kind of like someone said this to me in the comments. I said, I said, it's really, um, I said, I'm really finding it hard to be able to relate to people who I used to in the past who are now speaking about promoting what's going on in the world. And I'm sure maybe you could use all can relate to that. But someone said to me, it's what is what it's really doing is the people who are, who, are, who, are, who, who who believe in the fear that's going on right now and believe in the propaganda is just showing you who's in tune and who's not and who's awake. And, um, you know, it's kind of like what's happening right now on the planet. It's kind of getting the best of everyone. You know, it really is. It's challenging people from all levels of front, all walks of life. You know, people can't open the businesses. People can't um, go on holiday. People can't do normal daily functions if you don't adopt their model of reality, you know. And also that model of reality every single day has been, you know, it's been um, put, in, put in your face with the masks, you know. I mean, if the, if no one wore the masks right now, you wouldn't even know there was anything going on in the world, which is really mad. So that, that's also a psychological thing that's playing out right now where they're trying to, you know, manipulate your senses into believing, you know, reaffirming reaffirm a narrative that doesn't even exist, you know, um, and continue to play it out. <clears throat> but it's mad how... I kind of feel like it's really interesting and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this. How, how, um, how this is really, this everything that's playing out in the world now, it really is sort of, you know, it's really sort of sh shoring up a, a stand, especially when it comes to the truth seekers and the truth communities. You know, it, it's kind of like, this is the one sort of conspiracy where in the past, everyone was sort of on the outside of all these other conspiracies, like for UFOs, um, Flat Earth and stuff like that. It seems like we're on the outside. But with this one that's playing out now, we're all embedded within it, you know? And we're kind of really starting to see the divide and the split in, in civilization now that's playing out. How you have people who are completely embedded in the system and people who are on the way out of it, you know? Uh, so it's very interesting. I'm very positive about what's going on because I feel like... Um, I feel like this thing that's sweeping the planet now is um, is really the last chance, in my opinion, for them to hold on to their cards. And I kind of feel like some of these last moves that they're playing out now, like it's sort of it's starting to die out. People, even the average person on the street now, you know, they don't really care, you know. Like, for example, um, I went to a local fruit shop the other day, you know, and the woman wasn't wearing a mask. Some guy coming with his kid, he wasn't wearing a mask, you know. I know the general consensus is you've got like a mass amount of herd of people who are who were abiding to it, you know, and on the surface doing it. But under that surface, under the skin, do they really do they really feel the potency of what the media is telling us, you know? I, I don't think they do, you know. I think a lot of people are just – I feel like over the last few years there's been a huge subduing of, of consciousness, there's been a huge subduing of the masculine and the feminine, you know, and a lot of people are working back to that. 
but um, a lot of people have been caught short in, in that and maybe they don't know themselves fully maybe they they've got certain life circumstances they're involved in where they've got two different risks in, in, than other people and they they um, or they maybe they're scared of confrontation and stuff like that so on the surface i feel like a lot of people are just playing along just because that's what that's what most people do you know most people just follow the herd and they'll play along but there's a lot more people now who are like nah, no way um, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it all over, you know. <clears throat> so Robert um, McNally, I think that's how you pronounce it, said, "Have you ever had an astral projection experience, or perhaps the vibrations that often precede it?" So this is this is very interesting because, um, like I said, I've, I feel I feel like I've had a few astral projections, but it's not something that I've really I've really been distinguished with fully because I think there's quite a, there's a there's a lot. I spoke to a lot of people who believe there's a crossover between astral projections and lucid dreams, dreams, and how the two are very closely linked with some of the experiences and the sort of the bridge between them. Um, I've had a lot of lucid dreams, but when it comes to vibrations, it's very interesting because I had a, a neuroscientist on the podcast a while ago called Robert Montenegro, and he's a guy who is very rooted in scientific principles, and it was a very interesting conversation. But he's also somebody who who's had a lot of out of body experiences as well. And he's gone on a mission to try and prove that out of body experiences are just a um are just sort of a, um, a biological component and something that a phenomena that happens in the brain. But he's still open minded, which is very cool. And I think we need guys like that to bridge the gap. And um when it comes to the vibrational state, I think this is something that I'm really fascinated by. He said he was also fascinated by as well, but it seems to be that something is happening within the human body when we, before, prior to entering these states, sort of, a, it's called a vibrational state. And even just to go off topic a little bit, and maybe this is related to astral projection, maybe it's not. When it comes to the vibrational state, I've um, been having so many experiences where, um, through meditation, definitely through psychedelics, where I can enter that vibrational state very fast. And it's something that I've been training with inside of myself a lot more. Um, and I really feel like when you enter these states, into that vibrational state, into that window, like I said, it's very hard to describe this with language. I feel like that's the window for healing. That's when you can heal yourself and work on certain things. I've had um, experiences where I've altered my consciousness. I've entered the vibrational state. I've been able to, with my thought and with my mind, I've been able to 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 move the. Um, I don't even know what word you want to call it. I've been able to move the energy. Uh, in I've been able to move the vibrational state, whatever word you want to put on it. And I've been able to use thought um, to guide that to certain aspects within my body that need healing. And then through my mind's eye, I've seen the the uh, I've seen the sort of the energy transfer of that moving out of the body. So <laughs> it's, it's this place is big to say the least. <clears throat> so uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Katza, Katzaina, Katzaina, it. <laughs> Sounds Russian. I don't know what that says, but it says I've heard that recon. I've heard that the reincarnation machine is on on Saturn. Well, it's very, it's very interesting, you know. Like, is 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 there something like that 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 is sort of a if this place is more of a metaphysical thing and the stars aren't physical things, you know, as as we move our consciousness, are we sort of re? As, is there certain planets or things that are the are part of the reincarnation cycle? You know, who 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 knows? You know, um, reincarnation is interesting. You know, ancient cultures of the past and 
<clears throat> people believe that um, that reincarnation, the reincarnation cycle is definitely true. I, I believe it's 100% true. You know, I've had too many states of consciousness where I feel like there's definitely a judgment aspect going on to all these big experiences, you know. feels like we're... Um, and like I said before, if this place does have a cyclic nature of consciousness, then reincarnation is cyclic as well, you know. Maybe we keep coming back around until we, until we transcend, until we ascend the things that we need to work on, you know. Or maybe some of us have come back right now to to help other people ascend as well. There's also theories around that. I've tapped into big experiences like that as well. <clears throat> also, just to add as well, I kind of feel like <clears throat> this is quite out there. Um, for some people, maybe not for you guys, I don't think. But um, <clears throat> I always got to sort of speak like that at times. You've always got to try and like, I've always got to try and dumb down sometimes because <clears throat> I've got my own programming as well, you know. Uh, that's the thing. I'm trying to remove my programming and try to just be my authentic self. But I always have them voices in my head, people putting me down and saying, don't speak about this, don't talk about that. Um, we always, we're all on a healing journey, we're all moving things out. Um, but I kind of feel like as we're all awakening and moving forward in these journeys, whatever we're doing, we all have, I feel, I really feel like what I've come across is that we all have our own um, individual traits and individual gifts that um, add to the awakening, you know. Um, and I feel like as you move through them, when you have experiences, you'll start seeing your gifts more and more, what you have. Um, and I think like we all have different gifts. I've come across many different people who have different abilities and stuff, you know. Where, 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 um, what uh, sort of let your mind go there, you know? I'm holding back a little bit there. Al Bundy said, hey, hey, better late than never. Where you been, Al? Where, where have you been? <laughs> what you been doing? Better not been watching the news. <laughs> so Infinite Corridors said, we are in one single puddle creator on the flat earth plane, which is a toleroid field. There could be thousands of other puddles or creators with other life forms and other organisms. Who, who knows, you know? I do feel like the um, the Garden of Eden analogy is very interesting when it comes to a lot of work of um, some of the people who I spoke about before, um, how they believe that at the centre of the earth there is a um, Garden of Eden. And as we expand our consciousness, we move towards that. Who, who knows, you know? This place is, this place is mind-blowing. But, you know, it's like, um, for example, you know, we know that from a, even from a molecular level, scientists now know that within inside of our bodies, there is universes within inside of us. You know, there's bacterias and viruses on viruses on viruses on viruses. And the more that we get telescopes, we'll start understanding that there's viruses within viruses within viruses. We are a virus ourselves. <coughs> We're an organism growing and expanding like a fungus or a cancer on the planet, as some people call it. Um, but this place does have some sort of, like, um, you know, we know we're consciousness, we're conscious now, uh, because, you know, the way we operate. Um, but, you know, how do we know how bacteria operates, you know? How, what if we, what if there's things around us now that we can't even see, uh, because we just don't operate through that spectrum of sight, you know? And we know that animals can see certain things that we can't, um, they can hear certain things that we can't. There's certain people on the planet who can see things that other people can't. They operate in different ways and see different colours. Some people can see different sounds. Um, so, you know, who, who who says how far this goes out? You know, what is it that we can't see, like I said before? Or what is it that we're embedded in that we don't know? You know, are we are we just a cell in the, are we just a cell in someone else? You know, imagine that right now there's a, 
is a all of us now are having this debate we, i mean we are in something now we think about it. we're in we're in a web now we're in a in this digital box right here now and um, but i'm like sort of i'm a real person well, i think i am you're you're all real people you've got universes inside you i mean what we're in a laptop maybe we're in another laptop in another laptop <laughs> and some kid in his room's controlling us playing on his playstation someone said i hope that's distilled water this is this is god juice <laughs> this is juice of the gods it's not it's not um it's not council pop <laughs> i am prosperity said like i said i'm really sorry if i miss any questions i'm just trying my best to go through them there's a lot of stuff <clears throat> uh, i'm prosperity said yeah i can't can't relate anybody anymore it seems like everybody just mind control on bbc news yeah it's um you know, I think on the surface, like I said before, a lot of people are just, you know, you've got to remember that that frequency that's being pulled out by the media and the news and stuff like that is a frequency that people love to be pulled into, you know. It kind of like pulls your strings of like sort of, I don't even know what you want to call it, but there seems to be like something embedded within people where it pulls you into it. You know, you want to sort of, you you thrive on that fear, you know. Um, so I think a lot of people just watch it for entertainment now, you know, but I kind of feel like the times are changing and, uh, maybe in, in a few years and maybe in 10 years time there won't be there won't be news you know that's why they're having to move on to social media and stuff and trying to get your attention there and and you know what's very interesting guys like I'm, I'm trying to it's very hard in the world right now but i'm trying to like do experiments where because you know i think we kind of our senses are being manipulated so much and you know when for example Everything to us is being told, you know, all this information that we're getting, for example, from the news and stuff like that, it's flashing up on YouTube now, it's flashing up on your Instagram, it's flashing up on Facebook. Your friends are telling you, you can't get away from all this, all this information around the world. Someone tells you about some black guy who's been shot in another country or someone over here. And it's like, um, it's kind of like right now in civilization, have you ever seen, I'm sure all you out there have seen the meerkats, you know, like the meerkats that you see in the zoo or in, on the wild. You know, when the meerkats are constantly popping up on the hills and like, whoop, 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 danger, danger, <laughs> danger. And I kind of feel like right now, right now on the planet, that's the same thing. We, the news are just like, fear, 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 uh, uh, purge, purge. And I kind of, well, I don't kind of feel like we don't understand what that's, what that's actually doing to our senses and what it's doing to our body and how it affects our consciousness and how we move through life. Cause I kind of feel like it would be really interesting if we just, you know, if if we spent a day or two days where we didn't, you know, have that that algorithm that was playing through us, and you know, maybe just do a test on that, have a day where you do, where you detox and you don't listen to the news or you don't take any information in. Uh, I think it's always good to do that. You know, I love watching YouTube and stuff like that, but it's good to just have one day where you just detox from it all, you know, and just feel the information that's coming from nature or feel the information that's coming through your body. And see how you feel so gary said this is a really cool question gary said what's your thoughts on intimate fasting so that's a really cool one you know like i said before i feel like a lot of this i feel like as we're moving forward on the journey we're all sort of like um you know we're regaining knowledge of the past and sort of bridging the gap um bridging the gap between uh, old science of the past and trying to sort of integrate that integrate that within our being and i kind of feel like a lot of this information that we're learning it seems like the more that we move away from the past and our sort of our past origins and the more we become more, more we become civilized we're actually moving away from all these different practices you know it's kind of like 
um, I went for a walk with Laura before I did this podcast and we were speaking about how, you know, for example, um, we all wear rubber on our feet and we were trying to ask the question, we were asking ourselves a question, why Why is that played out? Why do we wear rubber on our feet? Is there a sort of a, a, a more of a um, sort of demonic nature to that? Like, for example, that's not the right word, but is there more of a gender behind that? Have this sort of, sort of try to stop our connection to the ground? Is it just because civilizations are moving in that direction? But I kind of feel like we're, we're constantly, the further we get away, we're sort of more become domesticated, uh, the more we lose touch with all these sort of earth practices and earth medicines and things like that. And intermittent fasting for me is one of them, you know, we're living in a culture where we, we just have food all, all, we can just get anything we want, you know, we can do anything we want. We can order food in our door and it'll be here in five minutes. And I feel like intermittent fasting is a, is a practice when it comes to spiritual ascension that a lot of people don't talk about. And um, there are so many practices where you can do a three day fast, a seven day fast, you know, Jesus spoke about, uh, I think, 40 day fast. Um, other people spoke about 33 day fast 34 35 36 and how these can be used as windows to um you know to take you with inside of yourself <clears throat> there's also a really interesting video i don't know if it's real or not but there is also a, a guy called a video called little buddha if you type that in on youtube little buddha this is all about a young kid in india who was sort of you know how um, many people speaking about india how certain prophets come through and they say that the reincarnation of someone else or some someone like that, and they uh, become ascended masters, and everyone can like go and see them and stuff. And they supposedly be in these states of samadhi where they're not even moving, they haven't eaten food and stuff like that. Um, it's very interesting to think of them states of samadhi because people, scriptures in the past talked about how yogis of the past could get in these states of samadhi where they didn't even have drink any drink or something. They'd be in this complete different subliminal state of consciousness. But it's also really funny, right, that no one no one ever comes back from reincarnation and says, oh, I was a homeless guy. Oh, I was um, I was this person. You know, I worked in um, I worked nine or five in Costco or something. No one ever says that. Everyone always comes back and says, I was uh, Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> I was four. <laughs> no one ever says that to them. <laughs> so I'm Prosperity said even people. Uh, who don't like the BBC still believe 90% of the mainstream narratives, <clears throat> politics, both left and right, just makes me angry. There are so many bigger issues rather, rather than arguing over socialist policies. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know what it is? I kind of feel like um, right now on the planet, so many people are at that point in, in the minds now where they just, you know, it's kind of like the options that were given as a civilization. It's 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 like, is this, is this our only options, what we got? Can we blue or red you know it, we know it's all set up in a way where um it's set up in a way not to really get to give you the illusion of choice you know a lot of civilizations set up in a way like that it's the it's the always been the illusion of choice try and make you think you've got this choice that choice but so many people now are, are losing are losing so much faith in that now and you just got to kind of look at the leaders around the world you know look at, look at all the leaders around the world all first of all they look all the ill and all or ill and sick they all can't even string half a sentence together and when you actually look into the eyes of them they're all reading off a monologue never answering questions from the heart never doing really interesting debates and get getting um getting challenged on interesting policies and things like that you know it's it's like the mechanical it's like the mechanical system it's kind of like the leaders of the world right now that's going on in the world the news presenters and everything like that i don't know if you guys have seen um hunger games so in hunger games there's a sort of a presenter of the of the Hunger Games, and it's kind of like that right now. You know, it's like you have these sort of um, <laughs> they have these very feminized men 
and um, masculated women in these positions of power who were just, you know, putting out putting out this information to people telling you that you should be doing this. You, you need to pay attention on this. Um, you know, it's kind of like we're living in the upside down world. I really feel like we're really living in the upside down world right now. But we're at this point in civilization where people are realizing that the world's going upside down and people are wanting to to jump off it. <laughs> Who's coming to another planet? <laughs> Now let's kick them off this planet and let's let's we let's let's we uh, start a start a new new planet. It's all, who who's ready to come off grid? That's what I'm asking. Who's ready to come off grid? I am. <laughs> yeah. So Gary says, where are all the alpha meals on TV? There is none. Exactly. Where is all the alpha meals? You know. Um, where's all the where's all the like the divine feminines? You know what I mean? Where where they're all at? It's kind of like um. We're living in a world right now where civilizations trying to promote this sort of, uh, you know, this dumbed down, demasculated man and woman, you know, and it's kind of makes sense why they would do that, you know, because if you don't have a divine feminine, you have the feminine out of balance, and then the feminine can't no longer operate. If you have the masculine out of balance, the masculine's not going to stand up and um, stop certain policies or bullshit legal legal things that's in place. You know, it's it's, ev it's evident to see that there's been a huge war on on the subduing of men through porn, alcohol, um, everything, you know. Um, and we're fighting, a lot, lot of men, fortunately right now in the world, are, are breaking them cycles, you know. A lot of women are breaking them cycles, a lot of traumatic cycles um, when it comes to sexual energy and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm one of them too. Yeah, I've had to work through a lot of that conditioning. But a lot more people are, are sort of moving towards that, you know. Um, so I think that's all I'm going to talk about. Um, I hope you like that one. I just wanted to jump on and do a cool live. I hope you liked it. I thought it was a really interesting one. Some really cool questions, by the way, guys, as well. Um, every single time, the level of com the level of questions just proves to me, me, me again and again that the community of people who come on here. I know you might get a few people jumping in who just had sort of, um, you know, I'd maybe disagree, and I don't even know why they're watching for anyway. But some people will just come in, they'll just add add a comment or something and try and. Uh, take take the mick out of you or something like that and uh, there was also like um there's also a few people as well i don't know if you guys know i know a lot of time in the comments and stuff like that you guys always jump on them and um you'll sort of give your opinion and sort of stick up for the community and i think that's really cool uh but there's there was there was a couple of people who every now and again comment on certain videos you know you get them sort of people call them gamma meals you know but you get them people who sort of hang around and they'll just comment on every single video and they'll not even watch what you see and not listen to what you see and they'll just read the title or something and they'll just instantaneously sort of disagree with what you're seeing and write sort of a, a real like um a, a sort of a you know a, a, an unbiased comment just because of the title or something and there was it's really funny because um there's this famous quote by alan watts and alan watts says um he says when you come across sort of in, like an atheist in life you know he says when you just die you die and that's it when you're just dead, you're dead. And it was really funny because a guy commented on a lot of my videos saying that thing. He said, "When he says, this isn't real. He says, when you die, you're dead. And that's it. And Alan Watts says, and these are the type of people who want to run the world. And um, it's really true. You know, you get a lot of these people who just say, when you're dead, you're dead. And that's it. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> it works both ways. You can't prove it. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say anyway. I love you all, wherever you are in the world. And when you're dead, you're dead. Peace out. <laughs>
Thanks so much for checking out that live Q&A. If in the future you want to, um, you know, you want to ask some your questions live, you know, just always keep an eye on my Instagram page or keep an eye on the YouTube page. I always let people know that when I'm going live again. Uh, just let you know, let you guys know, I'll be definitely going live on Wednesday again next week. Um, so if you want to check that out, so that'll be Wednesday next week, um, so which is four days, it's four days which is about four days from now, three or four days, depending on what country you're from. So keep an eye out for that. I'll be going live again. And if you want to head over to the, you know what, you want to join in on the q and I would love to see you all there and ask some some questions that you you want to ask or maybe some topics that's interesting you or just leave a comment, you know, and I'll respond to you and we can have a good dialogue. Like I said, I'm going to start doing more of these lives now because I feel like it's just such a great way for us to get together sort of in real time. Um, and I get your feedback and, you get my instant feedback, you know, nothing scripted. I don't even know what questions you're going to ask. I'm just answering on the spot as they come forward. So um, hope to see you there anyway. And if you can, check out the donation option. Helps me to keep uh, providing this platform as well. And also, um, I'm offering some one-on-one -on -one personal coaching if you need some advice from whatever whatever it is that you need in your life. You know, I, um, I've done a lot of work in many different areas now, from shadow work to health, um to holistic healing whatever it may be whatever you need a bit of advice on or even if you just need someone to talk to i know when especially when you go through any form of spiritual awakening or just awakening in general you know sometimes it's good to just have someone to talk to and bounce some ideas off and have someone there for you so i'm willing to do that and help help out people now offer my services that way so anyway i love you all and just to play this one out as i always do this is a song called i am infinite awareness um by ramdas it's sort of a re remix it's a really cool one um, enjoy this one anyway. Peace out. thinking minds I'll tell you how I do it I'm using a mantra a phrase I am loving awareness Huh. 
loving awareness. I am loving
So land 